This is the Status No Podcast. Have you tried to keep up with the status quo and pursue Jesus wholeheartedly? We have learned that this is a huge conflict of interest. So we have decided to chase after him instead of the status quo. How can we be true disciples of Jesus and not bow to the status quo that is in direct opposition? That's the big question. Thanks for tuning in and welcome home. Welcome to the Status No Podcast. I'm Amber. Hang on, I'm Nick. <laughs> Headphones are unplugged. <laughs> I was like, I can't hear anything. I was like, what is happening? Can I hear me? Yes. I can hear you, baby. Ooh, I'm glad that's fixed. I have something really important to address. <laughs> it hit me over this past week. The fact that you were calling me out for only drinking half drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I figured out why that is. Why, baby? Because the way you presented it was, look at this wasteful, <laughs> selfish individual. Is that what he said? Uh, that's how I perceived it. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I have an issue with drinking after people. Mm-hmm. I have a bigger issue with drinking after toddlers. Oh, for sure. So anytime I have a half-drinking drink laying around, chances are one of them has put their gross little mouths on it. That's fair. And the backwash that's in it, I know what's in there. That's fair. So, and, and <laughs> another thing I was assessing this week Yes, when I leave my drink in another room mm-hmm. and I come back to it, I have this feeling Anything that somebody drank out of it. <laughs> in this house, that's realistic. And so I call a spade a spade and I, I don't touch it. You know what? For the amount of times that I've been sitting drinking something with the cup in my hand and a kid has come and put something inside of it, like right in front of my face. Poor dogs, just tonight. (laughs) Liv had a mouth full of bread (laughs) to the point where she was choking on it (laughs) because she had so much in her mouth. And so I said, I said, Liv, go spit that out on your plate. So what does she do? Spit it out. Walks over and spit it in the dog water. (laughs) (laughs) And then as she's squatting down over the dog water, after she spits it, she looks at me and smiles and gives me a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it down. (laughs) So sick and twisted. Oh my gosh. So it's it's not that I'm wasteful. Mm -hmm. It's that I'm mindful. Right. I don't want hot dog chunks (laughs) in my next sip (laughs) so therefore i must sacrifice what's left in that bottle can cup whatever well and also hattie lou's really into pranks anything could be into that cup yes the other day everyone was napping and she was started offering the babies water and she was like kind of being funny about it and i was like don't be shady what are you doing yeah she offered faith a cup of water like that and i was like faith Mm. She's like, I said, just tell me what you're doing. She's like, just a prank. And I said, what are you doing? She was putting a bunch of oil in it. And I was like, you're going to make them throw up. Oil? Yeah, like the oil I rub on their bodies. Like like essential oils? Yes. (laughs) I was like, you're going to make them throw up. Like, don't do that. Make them sick. 
Oh that can make them gosh. sick. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so you're you're probably wise for that. Yeah. <laughs> for abandoning dreams. So anyway, I just had to make that clear so nobody out there thought I was wasteful and there's thirsty kids in Africa. <laughs> I know, but there's hot dogs in my drink now. So there's that. Nobody wants that. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably how COVID started. Kids spitting hot dogs in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought that about um, a million times when our kids be like licking a fence or like doing something weird like that. We were at face softball game one night just for everybody that's listening. And I was sitting in the chairs next to the dugout and I heard this other kid say, ew, that kid's licking the fence. <laughs> I'm thinking, what a gross kid. I look over. It's Hattie. It's my kid licking Hattie, the fence. Come here. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> when you see them like uh, do like the nastiest things in the world, small kids, and you're like, yep, this is how COVID started. Yeah. The whole pandemic started yeah. from toddlers. <laughs> yeah. Shocking the human race still exists. That's <laughs> how we build immunity. <laughs> oh man. Our immune systems have them to think. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, darling, ladies and gentlemen, what we are going to get into tonight is a couple of different topics that blend pretty well together, and you'll see why here in a minute. But the questions tonight are, what is your why? Yeah, yeah. And who is Jesus to you? Oh, boy. When I was thinking of this question earlier, I was... I had like an hour to kill before my haircut. So I was just kind of praying and planning an episode out in the car beforehand. And (laughs) I felt like he was like, remember the network marketing stuff that we used to do? Yes. And that was always their big question is like, you need to figure out your why. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Yes. If you don't have a good why, you're not going to last in this. And they suckered me in with like a, I wanted that white Audi. <laughs> it wasn't a big enough why. I did not have a big enough why, I guess. <laughs> but when we figure out why we are following Jesus, mm-hmm. I think that'll kind of show you where Jesus is in your life. Or it will kind of show you who Jesus is to you, I think. Absolutely. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And I wonder, because in that scripture, they they say things like, some say you're Elijah, some say um, you're a prophet. But I wonder what else was being said about Jesus in that time. Oh, all kinds of things. We know yeah. that they were calling him uh, demonic. Mm-hmm. We were He was being called uh, a magician. Yes. And... Um, um, Buddhists actually believe that Jesus was a person that's been reincarnated over and over because he was such an enlightened one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That and Taoism both believe something similar to that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people just thought he was just crazy. Yeah. A total heretic, all kinds of things. Um, but I guess that comes down to who do you say he is, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I think the bigger question is what drew you to follow Jesus? Like that, why? Yeah. Like, why are you following Jesus Mm -hmm. out of 
everything else you could have chose. Yeah. How did you come to follow Jesus? Why? Huh. You know, when you asked that, I kept trying to think. I couldn't think back that far. Um, well, more so because I guess I always feel like when the disciples came to the point where they're like, what could we do now? Like, what else can we do? Like, once you know him. when you Yeah. After you've gotten to know him. So, like, my reason for following him isn't go- as good as why I follow him now. You know, like, now I know him. And so, like, what else could I do? Like, right. where else could I go? Yeah. I mean, like, nothing else would be. But that's what I'm trying to get to. That, yeah. That's your, that's what your why is. Like. Yeah. Why do you follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. What else am I going to do? <laughs> is there another option? <laughs> there are because, no. because you've had that encounter with him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because he's pulled that veil back. Because you were seeking him. Yes. And you found him. It's the the taste and see. Yeah. I tasted and now I see. But for people who... The internet's being crappy again. Um, You can just watch TV in the living room for now, okay? Go ahead and do that. Thank you. And I think the one of the bigger reasons why I wanted to do this episode wasn't to point out any wrong reason for following Jesus or to condemn anything that what we talk about may be you. Mm-hmm. The point of this conversation is to just to kind of spark a thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, am I really benefiting from what it means to be a, a Christian, from following Jesus? Yeah, I think it's. A- a- am I am I really placing Jesus in a place in my life where He really is Lord over everything? Because I think a lot of people in the churches were either born and raised in the church, mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of a routine thing that they you just. Do you're supposed to go to church on Sunday? Scary thought. Um, you know, there's situations where, and majority of the time, it's the wife dragging the husband to church. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's his why. His why is because my wife makes me go, or the other person's why is because I've gone every Sunday my entire life. Right, that's like a moral premise. Or yeah, something. it has nothing to do with actually following Jesus. It's just right. being a part of a church because you've always been a part of that church. Right. That's the right thing to do. Um, I'm sure there's people in the church that just like the moral aspect or the community aspect, community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But whatever the reason is, is have you had an encounter with Jesus to where it's opened your eyes to who Jesus really is? Yeah. Like, who do you say Jesus is in your life? Do you even do you do you even have an intimate relationship with him? Because if it's if it's only a Sunday morning thing, mm-hmm. you're, you're missing it. It's pointless to what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Well, so I think it's an important question for everybody to ask themselves. So it's not necessarily as like you were saying, having the conversation 
so we can point out that everyone else's why isn't good enough and it needs to be better. No, no, it's, no, no. It's more of just a question that um, that we can all be introspective about. Because even when you brought it up to me, it I was like, Lord, <laughs> yeah, it's like a hard one to put your finger on, but it's a good one to meditate on. It's important because how many times did you? We know that because of an example, like the Bible is all is. A lot of what Jesus did is also to be the right example for us. And so how many times did he ask people, who do you say I am? Yeah. Am I your Lord? He's questioning people's hearts and their motives and their thoughts and making them question their hearts and their motives and their thoughts. Um, you know, the whole thing about lip service, you know, they honored me with their mouths, but their hearts were far from me. Yeah. That's always been a really challenging scripture for me. And I know that's not, you know, Jesus loves Old Testament, <laughs> but it's the same thing. Um, that Jesus said over and over again when he was, you know, challenging people's hearts. You know, but where's your heart? Or I knew them not. Yeah. Um, what a scary day that would be if we got to heaven and he's like, Oh. Yeah. I don't know you. Who right. are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of my past and what led to a lot of my frustrations in my walk mm-hmm. with him was I didn't view Jesus as God, I don't think. Was it just like a man? Well, I mean, I like I like I understood the Trinity to the best of my understanding. Sure. Like I knew he was fully human, fully God. I heard all of that. Mhm. But I didn't uh, my actions didn't my expectations of him were all about like opening doors for me <laughs> blessing me like a personal genie in a, in a way yeah. yeah but that's what i thought that relationship was supposed to look like right mm-hmm. i, I think it's a I lot of the western i didn't have church. like the the reverence for the simple fact that he is god right and that and that's really a point that i want to drive home in this episode is jesus is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you don't have a why, that's why enough mm-hmm. is the fact that Jesus is God. Absolutely. In fact, I think uh, a really good opportunity is for you to ask the Lord to reveal to you your true heart and your true motives. And, you know, as we're always encouraging you to do is to uh, ask God to reveal who he really is to you. Um, this is a great opportunity because you might be shown some things that, um, that aren't so, aren't so pretty that can be dealt with that. Like, um, if you realize you are falling from the wrong reasons, I think that more people would be surprised to find that they actually, uh, view God as more like Santa Claus, you know, like a child does. It's like, yeah, you get some things from him. They love, they love Santa. And they think that he's cool and he does these things and like, you better be good because he's watching. Yeah. And, uh, and there's presence of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's very much about what you can, it's very self-serving. Yes. Their relationships and their view of God. And so I think if we all did inventory, I think more people than not would be surprised. Right. But that's actually how they, they view, they view God. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel like he was saying to me earlier, like, Ask them who I am. Yeah. Like, where where am I 
in their life. Because if you, if you ask them why they are Christians, mm-hmm. so that will very heaven. that will very quickly tell you who I am in their life, right? And where I rank. Because a lot of people like it was hard for you probably won't even be able to answer that right off the bat. Of course, most people. So like. <laughs> did did I have an encounter with God? Yeah. Have I had that revelation that Jesus is God? Yeah. Like we've heard the words, but have you had that revelation that even if he did nothing for you, mm-hmm. the fact that he died on the cross with you in mind mm-hmm. should be enough. And and I've said that before on a a previous episode, but I can't stress that enough. If our relationship with him is based on what he does for us, well, he's already done more for us than we really even could fully comprehend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't follow Jesus to appease anybody. I don't follow Jesus so that I can benefit from his blessings. Yeah. Yeah. I think all those things are good, and I think those things actually bring him joy. Uh-huh. But I've, he's brought me to this place where that's that's not why I serve him anymore. Right. I could I could be homeless and lose everything, and the fact that he is God, mm-hmm. he still deserves my my worship. Yeah. He still deserves my life. It all belongs to him. Yeah. So. I follow him because of what he did and who he is. Mm-hmm. He died and forgave my sins. Whoa. Who else is dying for you? Did anybody <laughs> else die for you? Anybody <laughs> else shed blood for you? He made a way for all of us to be close to our creator. Like this is what he did for us mm-hmm. already. Yes. Jesus was God in the flesh the savior of the world, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And I have the very first tattoo I ever got, everybody, was down my left forearm, and it's Isaiah 53. Not Jessica. <laughs> yeah, people have said, who's Jessica? Oh, it's so funny. We went to um, a friend's house, and her mom said, saw the tattoo, and she said, oh, Jessica. And she looked at me, and she's like, that's so sweet. I'm like, is it? Because my name's Amber. <laughs> and, and Nick's like, and it says Isaiah. And she's like, oh, is that what it says? And like squinted and then walked out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> the guy had a heavy hand. <laughs> but I want to read Isaiah 53. Because it gives such a good depiction of what Jesus did. Yeah. And if this doesn't crush your heart, I mean, like, to think that this was done with you on his mind, with me on his mind, Mm -hmm. a love that we cannot comprehend. Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. 
There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was like a lamb led to slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's tomb. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Interceded for rebels. That should be, if you truly believe that and understand what he's saying there, that should be the only why that we need to serve Jesus. For him to put himself willingly through that for us Mm -hmm. and then have the grace when we don't accept him to continually pursue us. Oh, man. And to pursue our hearts. So not only does he die to make a way for us to have an intimate relationship with God, mm-hmm. he pursues us. It's unfathomable. The love that our God has for us. <laughs> yeah. We can't even come close to understanding it. He's the one that never leaves. You know, that's like what kept coming up to... I mean, it almost made me cry because I was... A lot of times when I'm trying to answer questions sometimes and I get stuck asking the reverse of it, 
is really helpful. So, you know, why do you follow him? If you can't say that, well, why don't you leave him then? Yeah. What stops you? What stops you from going anywhere else? What stops you from not following Jesus? And that's where I could get an answer. I was like, cause I love God. I, I, how, what do you mean me leave? Like I, I find the thought devastating that he could ever leave me, but he is the one that never leaves. And, and that makes me so emotional to think he's the one that never leaves. Yeah. Never left me. And he's never left you. He's never left anybody. He's the one that never leaves Mm -hmm. ever with as unstable and as inconsistent as everything is. You can't count on anything anymore except for God. And he is complete truth. Truth isn't subjective. His name is Jesus. Yeah. And so when I think like my whole world revolves around him being here, even when I'm messing up, even when um, I'm distracted. Still, my whole world is like, I, I like to, he's the nucleus of it all. And so the thought, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why, why how could I leave or not serve him? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there but, another, there's no other options. Yeah, but it's taken us years to get to that place, though. Right. Yeah. You know, you true. said those words for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've never... I've never really said that until this past year, year and a half. But when I'm consistent Mm -hmm. in pursuing him, I think that's what, or that's where you begin to get that revelation that, oh my gosh, like, take church away, take everything away. You you created everything. Mm-hmm. The power, the I'm struggling to even find words to try to even describe like. <laughs> There is no other option. Like, I have no choice. Where else can I go? (sighs) It doesn't matter what our carnal circumstances look like. Mm -hmm. Whether I am financially successful or I'm homeless whether I'm in great health or I have cancer whether he performs a miracle or he doesn't mm-hmm. whether he comes through with funding for something or he doesn't mm-hmm. he is God absolutely unconditionally he's God He is God. Like, try to wrap our heads around this for a minute, guys. The only, the one true God. The only way. (laughs) 
I was thinking about people who are motivated by fear, you know, that are like, oh, I follow Jesus because I don't want to go to hell. And I feel like that's a, that sucks. It does suck. You can't be intimate with somebody that you're terrified of. I, there's a difference between being afraid of God and his wrath and judgment uh-huh. and having a holy reverence for what you know he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's no different than like a parent. You know, if a parent like beats their child and they say, tell me you love me. And they're like, oh, I love you. And they're scared and whatever. There, there isn't a loving relationship. They don't know each other. If a parent is just a good parent who disciplines their child, they the child would have a healthy respect of their parent. I mean, it's like the closest thing you could possibly relate it to. But yeah, I'm going to listen to them because I want to please my parent, not just because I'm terrified of them, because I want them to be pleased with me. Yeah. And I'm going to follow their instructions. I'm going to do what they say, but I want to be close to them. Like that's really the motivation. And that's completely different than trying to avoid uh, a horrible consequence. Yeah. You know, the motivations of our heart. Yeah. And I was thinking about that a lot when I was, well, none of that's based. Wise. None of that is based in love. Sure. Yeah. That, that's what the beautiful thing about the cross is. It's all based out of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about, so yes, Jesus dying on the cross for us to have a way to come to the Father, that should be enough. But because he is so good, mm-hmm. because that's all he knows how to be is good. He is. Think of the benefits that come with believing in Jesus and making him the king of your life, the Lord of your life. When he died on the cross and then was resurrected, think about what took place. He died, or when he died, so did my fears. So did my sickness. So did my depression. So did my anxiety. So did my addictions. So did my trauma. So did my broken heart. And when he came back to life, fear was replaced with hope. Sickness was replaced with health. Depression was replaced with joy. Anxiety was replaced with peace. That's what he's resurrecting. In his death, in our death, comes life. He resurrects all these things. So those are the benefits that we, because of how gracious and good he is, those are the benefits that we get to live with. Absolutely. Does that forget not all of his benefits, right? Yeah. Just to remember constantly, like, all the things that it means like all the things that he provided through the cross yeah it wasn't just so we could be close to the father because that's what he desired was a relationship with us right but on top of all that he's like no i'm gonna make your lives incredible right here and after freedom all i want you to do sure baby All I want you to do 
is believe in me. All Abraham did, I was reading this week about Abraham. Everything that I read about Abraham was accredited to his faith. That's what made him so great was his faith. It was believing in who God was. I was thinking about Abraham. It was it was this. believing God when he spoke to him. It was believing that. That's all he did. Because for Abraham, there wasn't the work of the cross. No. There wasn't the Holy wasn't Spirit. Anything. There was nothing. There wasn't he wasn't even taught from a previous Nobody religion. Nobody knew who this God of Abraham was. He just met God and fell in love with him. And he trusted him. Yes. And he believed him. More so, it started with like, oh, you're God. Okay. <laughs> I'll yeah. give my allegiance to you because you're God and I'm a, like a puny little human. Yes. What am I? Yes. You, you're God. You're the only God. You're the one true God. Okay. Well, I'm a puny human. So uh, that makes sense to me. Right. You know? Yes. Instead of like us continuing to try to run our own lives and like decide how things should go when the God of all creation, <laughs> God in all of his magnitude has already laid it out. And yeah. yet we still think like, Oh, we're so qualified. Look at me. Just see all the ways we can wreck our lives so fast. It's shocking. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible how stupid we, <laughs> it's incredible that something this extreme was done for us. If people are like, man, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like, while it's so intricate, it's so Listen, simple. God, God knows my heart. Okay. Yeah, I know. He knows your heart. Like, I know. That's what I'm trying to talk to you about, dude. I'm terrified <laughs> for you. <laughs> you should ask him to reveal it to you. you. You seem confused about your heart. Like we can all see it. <laughs> Oh man. But like I said, this this really isn't meant to this is just a question that I was prompted with. Right. Something for um crap, what's the word? Uh, was it, was it contemplation? Contemplate? No, that's not the one. It's an M. Meditate. A thought to meditate on. Yeah. Um, something to pray about. You know, if all your prayers are like you know, asking God for things or whatever um creating your christmas list <laughs> maybe you could consider asking god to reveal to your heart reveal your heart you know like lord what what is my why why am i serving you will you show me like what is it why am i in this and why should i be in this i want to be here for yeah. the right reasons i want to know you or if you know that you haven't had this experience like if 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 the reality to the point is so extreme, like we're having trouble even finding words for it in this conversation. Mm -hmm. If that hasn't hit you, ask God for that revelation. Yes, please. Yes, you need it for yourself. Every person needs this revelation for themselves. And if you seek God, it, it you should will have it. it should blow your mind when you think of how big God is. And when you also really get that revelation of Jesus being fully God and fully man. It humbles you it's quite so a bit. It's so humbling. Um, I hope that he never stops revealing this to us. Because 
I don't expect to fully ever understand this in our entire lifetime. No. And sometimes I wonder if we'll get to heaven and we'll immediately know or if we're just going to spend the rest of eternity like really like grasping. <laughs> I mean, when you think about the angels at his feet that they just cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's all they can cry. It's holy, holy, holy over and over again. Like can't sometimes like get past that revelation. Yeah. You wonder like if that's what we'll spend all eternity doing, just being so uh, flabbergasted, like just taken back. But I, I hope that never in my life will I live, be as satisfied with this revelation that I don't always ask God to show me more of who he is. Yeah. Because not so I can be, it's it's not a, a power-hungry, self-serving no, thing. No, 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 no. It is, it truly for me is, if I know you more, then I will worship you truer. Mm-hmm. And I will be able to, and that, and that's the biggest deal. I never want to be a lip service. Like that's right. I always want my whole heart to be in it. Yes. Um, and our hearts are just this like awful deceiving thing. So we should be challenging our hearts. We should be asking God to, to take us deeper with him constantly forever for all the time. Yeah. And never be satisfied because there's always more with God. Yeah. There's always more. Yeah. <laughs> All we have is deep breaths now. <laughs> I know. Mind if we breathe in your ear for a while? <laughs> so creepy. Oh man. Oh. Hey, if you guys are looking for something to really creep somebody out, maybe you can like really just like sniff in their ear for a second and then mm, be like, "Don't do this. Don't do this." And then this is some bullcrap. Faith would pull, <laughs> and is, both of us would look at her like she's out of her mind. No, this is my favorite line ever. And then say. You smell so much better when you're sleeping. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just an insight on the things that make my <laughs> world turn. <laughs> Jesus is the nucleus, and then a lot of other really bad jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I married her. <laughs> so disturbing. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything else. No, there's nothing on this else. One. Yeah, there is nothing the, else. Just. Creep out your friends and serve Jesus and seek him. Like, Yeah, and ponder on that. Yeah. Ponder on what is what is your why? What brought you to Jesus? And sometimes asking that question will also, if you're in like a slump with him, yeah, and you just feel like you're hitting this wall, the Bible tells us go back to the beginning. What were you doing when you first fell in love with him? Mm-hmm. What did your prayer life look like? What did your worship life look like? What did your reading time look like? What did your quiet time look like? Yeah. Have these things changed the more you've walked with him? Have you gotten a little more laxed? What, what is your why? Why did you start this journey with him? Yeah, absolutely. And then put him in the place that is rightfully his. Yes. It's at the very top over everything. Do not let your life and your circumstances dictate your quiet time with him. The relationship you have with him, that's what keeps us grounded through the good and the bad times. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps us constant. That's what keeps us okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's what keeps me okay. That's what keeps me having life. Absolutely. In my lungs. 
is his presence. One breath of life from him, one look, one word, it, it changes everything because you know this is the God of the universe mm-hmm. talking to me. The God that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. It's him that you're hearing. It's him that cares more about this relationship with you than we do with him. It's him that loves us unconditionally. It's him. The only one. The only one. I'm sounding repetitive for a reason. I want this to sink in. It's Jesus. It's the King of Kings. It's the Lord of Lords. It's the creator of all creation. The God of heaven's armies. What a, he's got so many names. My favorite one, the great I am. He is alive. He is the God over everything. And he desires a relationship with us, an intimate relationship with us for our benefit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wild. For us. Sounds just like love, you know, what love would do. Last On the last podcast, we talked about pride a little bit and um, and how God resists the proud. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking about that because you were saying if you're in a slump, and I felt the Holy Spirit bring that as, as a reminder. So if you are in a slump um, in your walk, it may be a good opportunity to wonder, like, maybe I am struggling with pride a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe God is resisting me because I'm, I have pride. Yeah. And so this is a good conversation to have, to let God reveal to you who he is in his magnitude, because you can't, you can't really ponder the why without really thinking about because of who he is. Yeah. And that's the most humbling thing there could be. Yeah. So, you know, if my people humble themselves, you know, humble, yeah, humble yourself. He gives grace to the humble. So is that. Multiple times. He gives Mm -hmm. grace to the humble. So if you need some grace right now, this is a great way to humble yourself is to ask God to help you with the why. Yeah. Um, There's, he already knows what's in your heart, so you don't have to hide it from him. Right. (laughs) It's like the beautiful things. Some of those things, oh, I'm just stuttering all over the place. They seem embarrassing to even pray. But when Mm -hmm. you know that he already knows your heart, so we're just... It's like Adam and Eve hiding in the garden from him, like a bunch of dummies, like, no, we're over here, God. It's like Olivia hiding with her feet hanging out behind the curtains. Yeah, it is. Where are you guys? Worst game of hide and seek ever when you open your eyes and your kids. Man, (laughs) woman, where are you? (laughs) They think they could possibly hide from God like he doesn't know where they are. And he knows where you are. He knows right Mm. where you are today. He knows exactly the status of your heart. You're the one who isn't able to confront where it's at. So let him help you. Yeah. We're the ones that are deceived. And and there's a reason he says, I stand at the door and knock. He's not just going to bust in and change everything for you. No. It's got to be the desire of your heart to want him. Absolutely. As soon as that takes place, hang on. Yeah. Because you are about to experience a love like no other, a saving grace like no other, a relationship with a friend and a father like no other. Um, 
So good. We got to go because I just want to go worship now. I know. I know. (laughs) Okay. um, Now, I really have nothing. So Until next time. Until next time. We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Um, Be sure to check out our Instagram page. Yes. At the Status No Podcast. Okay. Um, And if you, this has been helpful to you at all, um, please feel free to share Yes. Podcast on any platform, wherever you get your podcast, just go ahead and share it with whoever you think might benefit from it. Yep. All right. We out. One love, one God, one Jesus. Oh, it's getting weird. (laughs) We out. (laughs) Peace.